I do gotta say I was listening to it before, the whole all the songs. Oh really? Yeah. How'd you like it? I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's it's uh we'll get a little in a second here. For sure. Sure. Those do. vocals kick in. Thanks for the guitar player there. Yeah. I can feel fate so honest, like a coward in the face of a coward. <laughs> oh my god, he got it. You deserve it at this point. Yeah, you earned it. Come here, bud. Come here. And we're live. Hello. Oh my god, you started a trend. Yeah, well, he, he's, the, he's the trendsetter for sure. Come here. Come here. Oh my gosh. Oh, there oh boy. We go. That was a terrible idea. There you go, Chloe. Alright, so... We're we're doing a podcast. Um, this is this is the uh, the interview with Randy here. Um, hello. hello. <laughs> so hey, hello, Kitty. So there's going to be a little bit of stuff going on. Um, I have cats every. Where's cats everywhere? So Randy, kittens, 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 kittens are everywhere. Cats just, are not as adoptable as kittens. Yes. And so we're we're doing an interview slash SPCA slash. Just let them go at this point. If they go in the living room, ladies locked up, so we'll be fine. Great. Yeah. Actually, I feel bad now. We'll just flip the final gray and, gray and white one out. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're a slacker back there. Look at that one. That's like the underachieving kitten. I love it. <laughs> She's so confused. You know, she, she reminds me of, uh, of Dinah from Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. That's what, she, that's what she makes me think of. I like this one a lot. Come here. I'll help you now. Are you in the uh, market for a kitten today? I don't Anthony? think so. Uh, I, I, that one, I like that one. I put Lady near it, and it hissed and took a bot at Lady. Um, so, so not, not, not. That was a deal breaker. Yeah, and I'm, breaker. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've never raised a cat, so I don't even know how to like go about doing it. I think, I think what you do is you just steal their genitals, like whatever makes them function, and then that way they don't piss on your shit. That's basically how that how that works. Okay. Otherwise, they'll 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 make you smell bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a little too young to, to have that happen. Yeah, just yet, but uh, and I, I don't think I take on a vet bill right now. But they are cute. So if anyone's looking to uh, to get some cats in the school county area, you probably won't see this right away. But Randy will be here for a little bit. We'll probably try to get this up within a day or two. But yeah, so there's some kittens available. Maybe. You know, th- these kittens they were actually born um, in the studio that we recorded that music that you first heard on. Yes. So Randy's here mostly talking about some a little bit of his life. And his music, and I mean, this guy's done it all. Um, he's got stories for days. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive into a few things I know, but I'm sure he'll take it from there. So, from the beginning, um, I met a really, really, really good group of people, um, very, very talented musicians, and it all stemmed from wow, uh, it's, it's probably over five, six years now. Um, I went to a show with my cousin Brian Roach, who uh, was a, is a was a uh, is a tattoo artist. Still is he's still he's getting back into it, but very very oh, is he getting back into it. I think so. Yeah, very good friends with Randy. He used to be for um, custom tattoo. Yeah, right? he used to do custom, and now he's kind of doing his own thing. With he's, Angelo. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he he's doing he's 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 doing good, but he uh, he he brought me to a show in I think it was like Leesport. It was like in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was like a bar with like the whole wall cut out, and this little old lady just kind of walked around and served. Everybody, I think the bar was named after this little old lady. It has like a bar, and then the other side of the room where the walls cut out is like a stage, like a hall. Was it? Was it? Was it? Uh, Grace's vault? I think so. It's like on the main stri- strip of the road. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Latimer? It might be. I don't know. It was in the. It was like in a like a rundown town. Like it was like. It was, I mean, Latimer. I mean, it's literally that's like a coal town. That's that probably like where it was. Died then. in the blue. 
like Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. we mine coal kind of town. So we go sure. to this show, and it was pretty much the whole custom family at the time, and and uh, and Brian and myself, and I, I believe I DD'd, um, and it was Thanksgiving Eve. If, no, 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 it was Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. because you it made a lot of crazy. Yeah, you you you've made a lot of jokes about your partying for Jesus' birthday. I do remember that night. Um, but at the time, the band was called Headplug. So when I walked well, in the bar, that was more than five or six years ago. Yeah, way more than five or six years ago. So we Dayness. Yeah. So we uh, we get in there and everyone's talking about the um, the bass player. Everyone's like, oh, the bass player. He was the original play bass player from Breaking Ben. Oh yeah, yeah. Bug. Johnny yeah. Bug. So everyone was like, we're so excited to see this bass player, bass player, bass player. And my, Brian's like, waiting to see this lead singer. This kid is awesome. He's crazy, high energy, the whole nine. And um, and Randy took the stage, and he did not disappoint. Um, and there's one thing I'm going to say about Randy is whether he's sitting in a room with just you, him, and you guys are working on something or just kind of messing around and doing music, or if he's playing in front of a dive bar for 15 people, or if he's on a stage with 100 people, he's going to give you the same energy and the same charisma and the same just full-blown, he's going to give it his all in all those scenarios. And that's a, I think it's called uh, uh, being crazy. Yes, but he, <laughs> you're, you're very good at what you do. Like Thanks. when, when people, Being crazy? Yeah, when people see you on a stage, you, uh, you, you definitely take control of it. You definitely, you have, you have that presence. Thank you. So when I seen you in Headplug, I was like, holy, like it was my first live local band experience, um, and I was blown away. I was like, this guy, I, I kind of gave you the, the uh, comparison, because everyone has their comparison, and to me, you reminded me a lot of Billy Joel from Green Day. I get that one a lot. I get that, and I get um, Ger- the Gerard Way one. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not as much recently. Yeah, because I think I have bad hair right now. <laughs> You're getting there. And he always had pretty good hair. Uh-huh. So I, I don't know if uh, that has a factor in the, in the thing. It's my hairdos. Yeah, but your energy, like your facial expressions, the way he he jumped off. The, this is a show dive bar, maybe thirty people. He jumped off the stage onto my cousin's shoulders. Oh, that's some shark claws. Sorry, there's cats. Just there's cat. If our, if our, did you take an attack on your leg? Yeah. No. I just kind of wanted to Kitty. come up. No, he didn't like attack. But oh, there he goes. There he goes. Um, Luke, can I have that one? <laughs> sure, Randy. Can I have that one? Uh, just let just let them go. Not, right. not, not the orange or white one. That one uh, might be yeah, somewhere. Yeah, wander underneath here. Oh, right. that, okay, that one's right there. That this is the fine. best okay. podcast ever. There's, there's literally just cats. So if we look distracted, it's if you there's, need there's, a kitten, there's kittens everywhere. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Listen, these kittens were born in the studio that we just recorded uh, the new Fate's Got a Driver record in, and uh, and they're 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 bonded to me. They're 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 part of me now. He's touring with them in his van. He's in like a painter's van. And he's just there's there's this Randy a huge van and a, just a box of cats. <laughs> it's, it's actually it's actually Fulton's old van. Is it really? Yes, the boys upstairs van. I put a ladder rack on it. That's why it looks a little. Yeah, that van is terrifying. It's not as bad as the old one. Ooh. 
Ooh, that you remember band. that old one? Yeah, was that, a, the herpetitis van. Yeah, that that, that the boys upstairs van was was scary. Um, the, the, this this one is nothing compared to, to the boys upstairs van. Is nice now. Yeah, the the the, the bango they call it. The new one they got. <laughs> the bango. What a bunch of crazy. The white people. van is terrifying. Um, yeah. So anyway, so we go to the stage. We see we see uh, head plug. Um, I don't see Randy for many many years after that. We kind of off and on met at the shop or we talked here and there, but we never really. I, I wouldn't say we weren't friends, but we didn't get, we didn't really meet our. We're just acquaintances yes, at that we point. We were acquaintances. Yeah. I'd see you at Zola's every now and then with Roach, and we didn't really dive into each other. He loved that bar so much. Yeah, that was that was so a cool bar. Did, did Neely, like, what happened with that place? I have no idea. That, that's that's my, that's not my neck of the woods. I don't know what happens up there. <laughs> Randy, I feel like that's the general face that people yeah. get when you say, what happened at Zola's lamppost? People just go, <laughs> So Randy, for the longest time, thought I was a Luzerne County guy. He didn't know I was school county born and bred. So when he. I didn't know you were school Yeah. So my cousins are all from that area, or my cousin that he knows. So he thought I was from there. So anyway, years later, um, um, he takes my cousin Brian takes me to a show again, and we go to see two bands, well three bands, for actually it was three bands with an opener at Goodfellas in Pottsville. We paid, I paid three dollars to get in the door. Which is kind of crazy. Three bucks. We were only charging three bucks. They were. And it wasn't you. So we. Oh. I, I. I. I go to see. Um, my buddy bucks. Joey was in a band called. Um, I, I, I'm so sorry, Joey Coons. I forgot the band's name you were at that time. Um, and then the next band was Faith in Exile. Then the next band was Crowbot. And then okay. the band who closed was Sunrise Sunride. Um, Sunrise? Sunrise. I think Sunrise. They, they used to call it, I think when they were like in the midst of touring uh, and they were just like super broed out, I think they were calling it like Cyanide Dude Ride or something like yeah. that, where they just, they were just, they smelled terrible. <laughs> it was it was hilarious. That's, that's the road right there. there. It was hilarious. But, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so I, then Brian introduces me to Dave uh, and Jaybird, um, which I, I became very, very close to Dave, but it's hard not to because Dave's very, He's in talk. Like once he he gets his hooks in, yeah, you're you're he's a good dude. He's a little, yeah, little I love crab hooks. Yeah, I yeah. love Dave the Def. Actually, you're going to see a, pretty soon an interview with Dave coming up as well. Um, and then, then this is not a knock or anything. Or I hope it's not in any way disrespect. But when I seen Jaybird on stage and the way he presented himself and the way he took command of the stage and the way he did everything, I it brought me back to that night where I was like, wow, the last time I seen someone and and. Brandon did the same thing, but Brandon is his own. For Crowbot, has yeah. his own. Like he just, he's a different level. Brandon's insane. Yeah, yeah. But the way Jaybird did it, I was like, this is this reminds me so much of that band I seen with my cousin many many years ago. Headplug, like the Randy and this kid are like very similar to the way they do their thing on the stage. Right. He did not know did not know at the time that you guys were very very close friends and that you were kind of we woven in with that people as well. And then long story short we all up, end up ho- ma- meeting up and you're like holy crap you're Roach's cousin and then the friendship took off and here we are now but- I'd, say, I'd say Jaybird Jaybird Bishop and I definitely had like a, like a strong bromance kind yeah. of situation there now you know I mean, it was it was uh, we were all very like like friendly competitive you know mm-hmm. for helping each other working right, off each other right we were all working together but we also were like always like a little bit one-uppy you know mm-hmm. in some way 
it's just just who's the best performer. You know, even I think more subconsciously it wasn't yeah. like a like Jaber took a lot of your mannerisms, but then had a backflip. <laughs> well, well, we used to trade shoes. That's like we, we were just very envious creatures mm-hmm. with each other. I mean, he he, he was a, he was a lot of fun. He, he was a great dude. Um, yeah, you know, I I, I loved his uh, his offstage persona. I think he was was my he was favorite. Just, he was just an uh, well. If you if you don't know, uh, we lost Jaybird around this time. Almost was it two years now or three years? Oh, it's been longer than that. Is it really? Yeah, Ooh, it yeah, just feels like ten. At this yeah, point, it, it really does. We lost we lost Jaybird um, tragically. He was he was like I said. Um, this the group of friends that we go to, and actually from from here we're actually going to uh, our buddy Steve Fulton's house, and we have like a friend Thanksgiving. That's gonna be great. I was actually I was down at Todax last night in Phil Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I had I have to portmanteau the filth with the, with Philadelphia. <laughs> I just have to do it. it actually, it looks his. his neighborhood actually looked a lot cleaner and it did not smell like fish garbage this year really yeah so it's actually it's pretty yeah it's, it's improving um but, but yeah um we did a friendsgiving last night there mm-hmm. and uh we ended up going to like this really weird like hole in the wall titty bar but it's like they're my th- favorite but it's like philly right so it was <laughs> like so it was just real like real sketch you know what i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. like worse than worse than leave it the beavers <laughs> And no, no, no. It, it was like sketch in a cool way, you okay. know. Not, not like leave it to beavers. Leave it to beavers. Like that. Like that's like. Oh, I just ate. Like I just had some rotten milk. Like I, that, I, <laughs> I, I love beavers. I don't like that at all. It's hilarious. To you me. like that. I see, love it. see if you're like into it, like in a Warholian kind of way. Like, like it's you like know. going to the zoo. You, you never know what to expect. You never leave beavers without a story. Right, right. Yeah. That's that. I mean, if, if you go in there looking for for that, that that's what you're looking for. Yeah, hundred percent. See, I, I go and I like the aesthetic, you know, idea of 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 a club where you know where they have uh you know it's just, it's just the idea of the culture behind it mm-hmm. you know and you kind of feel like a badass it kind of helps you like to supercharge your night but then you realize it's just a bunch of you know drug dealers and and uh you know, yeah <laughs> and money grubbers <laughs> but but you know it's it, it was fun see in philly it was a little cooler because it like there was something like there was like a cultural there's something culturally edgy about it that that wasn't i hate the word edgy Kitties, it's kitties. They're, gre- they're gremlins. I swear to God, they are, they are gremlins. So, so there, there's something. Picture there's... broken. Just will, and you can come back. Po- po- point being, it was actually pretty. I, I was I, my my faith in strip clubs has been like remotely restored. I'd love to go. Degree. We gotta do it one time. Because I was kind of I was just very disenchanted <laughs> by, by by titty bars. Because I went. There's a place in, in Detroit. Oh, that's gotta be amazing. You know, here's the thing. It's like right in Greek Town, and it's it's like super convenient. It seems like it should be great, but you know, it's just really disenchanting this place. You know, uh, bazookies is what it's called. And I, I I just feel like, and this is someone who's never been to Detroit, so it's kind of just going by what you've always heard. You would really like Greek Town, really? Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like like strippers like they're missing an eye or something, and like I mean that would be great <laughs> if that was the case, but no, it's just like bad tit jobs and bad personalities. You well, know? At least they have enough money to get boob jobs. We don't even have that around our area for the most part. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. Yeah. So getting a little back on track, this is probably gonna happen the whole time I warned you coming in that this is probably going to go long um, so yeah so um, we'll, pro- we'll have our friends Thanksgiving after this and we'll probably do some uh, some remembrance of, of him and, and Jay Bird and his and how he was awesome and everything that but getting into it so um, you know so that's how I kind of met Randy um, Randy he he knows he knows everybody I feel like I think if, if there's a person on the planet Randy probably knows him um, he, he's he has, sound like Yan Luan right yeah, now he, is. He's, he has a person 
personality that once again is very contagious. You meet him, you want to dive in, you want to learn more. He's awesome. He's just he's he's a really good friend of mine. I I, I value the friendship. I, I I love everything about this guy. But he uh, he's a lot going on. Uh, um, he's been in the, he's been doing music for a long time. How let's let's kind of dive in that a little bit. How how did you get into the music scene, or or how did you know that this is what I wanted to do? Um. You know, it's a funny question. You know, people people talk about you know having like a natural talent and stuff like that, getting into it. I think there's just like a, there's a certain desperation for entertainers that mm-hmm. they want. They need that that extra attention for some reason or another. You know, there's a psychology I think behind it. So so I, I don't know if it's something that I necessarily. Um, Consciously was was able to decide for myself in the first place. I think it's just something that subconsciously just kind of, you know, it's a mechanism, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I think I think I was around twelve when I when I was like, you know what, this is this is clearly what I want. And I, you know, that was just it was just very clear to me that that that's what I wanted to do. Who were some of your, your musical influences at that time? Where you were like, you, you you seen this person on stage and like this is this is what I want to do. Chino Marino from the Deftones was mm-hmm. uh, that was like my my teenage angst, you know, childhood. Lifesaver. Um, I really loved corn. Actually, I, like, I, lo- I, I love corn. <laughs> I was a corn kid, yeah. and uh, and I feel like there's more corn kids coming forward, which is pretty fun. Um, Rage Against the Machine. I, I, I used to actually have this old silver tone um, amplifier, and I had no idea like what I had. You know, I thought it was a piece of junk. You know, it was my mom found it in the attic. You know, and it turns out, you know, now it's like a, those are like highly valued, uh, you know, tube amplifiers. Yeah, but back then I had no idea so I was just plugging into it with a low impedance microphone um you know and uh, with a quarter inch connection or whatever and it was uh and it was it was hilarious cause I'd be up until like 11 11 at night just rapping Zach De La Roca lyrics to my mom <laughs> you know I mean I thought I was just rapping myself but obviously I was you know my mom was and your you neighbors know, and whoever and, outside right well we had a pretty we were fortunate enough we had a pretty large house um we we it was actually we renovated that. It's like a family trade, I think. Because mm-hmm. I think we, we bought that property on a on a foreclosure auction or something, and then we just renovated the ass out of it. We're there in Hazleton, good old Hazleton, Pennsylvania, <laughs> the heroin mecca of the Northeast. Yeah, it's it's bad. Um, so all right, so you're 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 about twelve. You're you're into it. You're you're practicing. You're singing. You're remembering lyrics. You're getting into it. When did when you're in school? Do you do you do you join the band? Do you join the choir? Are you in the plays? Are you are you look? Did you ever? Did you take that outlet at all? Um, you know. I would do I would do the 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 plays a little bit when you know I'd get forced into it, um, but I was always kind of you know obstinate about that kind of stuff, you know, probably because of the Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> and the corn. I mean, I was a corn kid, and yeah. they're like, you, you should sing You Are My Sunshine. I'm like, oh, I'll do Twist by corn. I'm falling away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy! <laughs> My old drummer used to do that. Uh, Josh Lee. Did you meet Josh Lee? I have. I, I probably, I, I meet so many people. It's hard to keep track of all You just randomly just go, uh, you'd be like, go! <laughs> I think Josh, I think, and if he's watching, I love you, but you know, but he obviously has an attention deficit of some sort. Yeah. Well, probably did which, all of us. Which, which is hilarious. It makes it even better because 
it's it's always brilliant whenever he he uh, he's bored. <laughs> so how how did you go about learning learning music? Or did you did you pretty much know you were going to sing? Did you try to learn an instrument? Because I do know you, you you dabble in some different things. How did you go that route? Was that did that come earlier, or was it much later when you start picking up instruments and learning how to do all that? I mean. I love when I get close. It's just really intimate sounding. It's like, it's like pillow, pillow talk. I get sexy. Randy's yeah. getting sexy right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so... Sorry, I was just freaking myself out. Um, so, so, yeah, so the piano was a pretty early instrument for me. Um, I was I was always shit at it, but it was an early instrument for mm-hmm. me. And the guitar as well. I never really quite... Um, had a lot of love for string instruments, quite like I love the piano. Um, but once I realized that that it, you know it helps, you know that they're coefficient vocals and piano boys and piano are very coefficient instruments, and so I realized that that was what I needed to do to kind of improve my pitch and my tonality. Um, I started learning my scales and just doing theory and stuff. And actually, um, I was pretty proud of the fact I, I ended up becoming the scale Nazi at a uh, at a, a music school for a little while. I was teaching scales to kids in Detroit. I got the job through um, through Marcy. Hi, Marcy. <laughs> um, through Marcy Bolin. She's uh, she used to do the the Von Bondies was her band. Okay. And she uh, they did um, they did the theme song for uh, you know the Dennis Leary's like firefighter show. Uh, me. Rescue me! Rescue me! Yeah, that was their that was their tune on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, was, that was a good show. I really enjoyed that show. Oh, okay. So you you followed that show? Yeah. So you're familiar with the song, yep. man? Great. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, she's like she's like this super hot uh, ginger, and she just you know she plays guitar. She's got like that real like garage rock look, you know, yeah. like that like apathetic. But she's you know she's got her shit together. She's real cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what were when did you when did you dive into your first band? About what age? I think I dove into. Um, I got into your first band. <laughs> no, I, just, I, just I don't know why I said dove you. in. That's a weird. No, band. no, it's don't don't overthink it. I'm just teasing you. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that I dove into uh, Headplug. So Headplug was your first band for sure. I mean, I mean, I had like imaginary bands as a kid. You know what I mean with my with my you know my. My best friend. Because didn't you have at one time? Didn't you do um, in McAdoo or Tresco or, or the McAdoo with the roller skating rink? Did you have like the battle of the bands and stuff? You didn't partake in that or anything in that area. Um, you know, we did we did a couple of the high school ones. I think we did like two of them, and I just never really liked the idea of like being pit against other musicians mm-hmm. like in that way. I, I just thought that was really it actually is like the antithesis of what what the music industry is. And, there there and is an ugly aspect to it and I, I you know being I'm not in the business or uh, but I, I, I help out and I do see it. There is definitely a, a much more enjoyable aspect of it when other bands say, let's go to this go we're not playing tonight. Let's go support another band or let's go you support should be somebody. Supportive. I mean because yeah. if you support each other then, then it supports a a scenes a cultural scene or a local scene or whatever you want to call it I mean I mean it's only as good as as the actual support base is, is, mm-hmm. is, the, is the the audience you yeah. know and so if you've got an audience that's expecting to see bands fight like look at look at the Tupac like Biggie thing like, it's, it's, it's stupid it's fucking disgusting yeah you know and then so and so you know and, and what, what are we dogs that you fight in a, in a cage like mm-hmm. if that's the case then fucking pay me more you yeah. know what I'm saying and, it, and people will see a live 
are, are a band at a bar or, or go to see anything when it comes to music the first time and they're like oh that band sucked but that's probably the first time that band's ever got like David Grohl said it the best he goes we live in a society now where everyone's judged on a TV and they and they win a stupid contest or they go in that and they and they, I think that's over I think he was a little he's yeah. a little dated on that one but he but he said he goes back in the day he goes you know people got, I love David Grohl yeah, people yeah. got in a garage and they sucked for years and they they sucked and they sucked and they sucked and then they finally find their niche and then they did they get good like I mean these kids that go on these shows they're, they're all trained you know mm-hmm. most 100%. of them are trained musicians so I mean I mean but starting out people see that and expect but, I have to be at that level right away. But these kids, Hi. I mean, I don't, I don't think that people, <laughs> people. Here. I think maybe maybe audiences have have higher expectations. Um, yeah. But the the problem is, is is those shows. I mean, what are they doing? They're going out there singing cover songs. It's karaoke. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, so they're really good at karaoke. Who fucking cares. You know. Yeah. It's actually worse when you're good at karaoke. I think. I think it's more embarrassing when you're good at it. It's pretty much all I'm good. At. Are you are you good at karaoke? Is that like a thing? Is it, he likes uh, to karaoke. Uh, I, uh, I, I would say if I had a talent, I just remember. Other other people's lyrics that's uh, about as good as I am too I think the point in karaoke is that you go up there and you fucking suck yeah you just know? go up and have fun yeah yeah you go and you go and destroy you deface songs you know <laughs> yeah. that's, it's like vandalism it's hilarious yeah. mm-hmm. you know I mean I mean but also I mean it's good when somebody's really good you know then get, get a band put an act together you know yeah. why, why you know why you half half in the water there mm-hmm. but I mean you know everybody's got different tastes and different likes um yeah. you know but personally as far as as far as that goes I mean I I think uh, I think there's still a lot of this. This area has a lot of great, uh, a lot of talent, a lot it of does. hidden talent. It really, really, really does. Um, you know, like I said, and, and a lot of it. Like I said, there was there was a point in time with with cyanide and and and, and now Crowbot, like. They came from our little area, and and they're doing. They were doing like Sinai was very very close, and Crow, Crowbot's doing it. Yeah, you know I what think, mean? I think that they were talking to Victory a little bit. Yeah. Um. But I, th- I think once they had that new producer, um, from this or the Apocalypse, Ricky, mm-hmm. um, he really knew what the fuck he that was. That album doing. they put out to to this day, I can still listen from front to back. It's a great album. Yeah. I, th- I think I think the unreleased stuff, um, was starting to sound like like more um more international level. I think it was definitely ready to be a very mm-hmm. competitive and and. They're from our area like people think oh because they're because you live in school county you can't do anything with yourself or, or it just this little area and it's not true you just put your work in you practice honestly and, and I hate to quote it because I'm, I'm not like the biggest God smack fan in the world I don't want to like associate that to myself but um, but the quote is great and I think Sol is brilliant for this quote he said uh, he said it's easier to make a loud noise in a quiet place mm-hmm. you know than if you say go to Philadelphia or you go to New York City uh, there's lots of talent, lots of competition, and they're all kind of clawing at each other, like the battle of the bands idea. I know this mm-hmm. sounds a little cathartic right now; it's <laughs> sort of lame, but but they basically, um, you know, a lot of people are clawing at each other to get to get the few opportunities that they have. You know, granted, there's more opportunities, but there's even more people, more competition. Yeah, you know, in places like this, we can help each other nurture the scene and grow. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's really what's important. Like, you know, when when Crowbot first came through, um, I had Max. Mansipit come out and uh, and he actually cut us a deal on producing the first two music videos for Crowbot and Cyanide Sunrise. Mm-hmm. Now, Cyanide had done a video a long time ago in the church. That. Oh no, yeah, Bounce in the Bedroom. Yeah, that was a, yeah. that was a much older uh, video. Um, so so I wanted to get them updated. So so we I got a 
package deal done for the weekend, so I got to actually uh, call myself a producer um, on that one. Um, but fortunately, you know, so, uh, Crowbot obviously was picked up shortly mm-hmm. after that. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff where if we support each other and we do that kind of stuff, and you know, you know, just because you think of something and it sounds like it might be a little challenging, you know, um, you know, don't undermine the results that could come out of it because, because you know, obviously, look at what's happened. You know, Crowbot's mm-hmm. become an international success, and you know, they're getting ready to drop another record again. So excited through Mass. Scott Records, yeah, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that, uh, I think that they're they're in the right mind frame for it. You know, I think it's going to be a really cool record. And their management from TKO, Melanie, is the best. I, in my opinion, she's one of the best in the business. I mean, mm-hmm. she's fantastic at her yeah. job. I mean, she's she does above and beyond for her projects. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to talk her into doing Fate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. So <laughs> go, now diving into that, Fate, Fate's got a driver. Um, so I listen to I listen to stuff on uh, that you sent me, and I listen to stuff on Spotify, and it's it's bringing back a genre of music. And I don't want to put you in a wrong group, but this is just opinion. But there, there's there's a genre of music that from like the two thousands ish era, like that is no longer around. And I, I think this band is bringing it back. Thank you. And I'm excited because that that type of music's not here anymore. You know, you know we honestly that was a big um, that was a goal of ours. Mm-hmm. And so so to hear you say that, I know you were worried about pigeonholing, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's fantastic because yeah. we were we were really we wanted to kind of emulate our favorite shit from those times. And uh, I know that the brand new guy, he's like a me too guy now, right? Like he's like yeah. A, I, there's a lot of brand new feel to it, like, yeah. which is not. Bad. No, well, this, this is the thing. Minus like the the pedophilia or yes. whatever that he, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Minus the pedophilia, and I mean it, it's got it, like it's that old like I don't want to say punk pop emo, but it's like in that realm. Sure. Yeah. What, what, what I like to what I like to think of it as as we do the production process is more like the post hardcore realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, like like old Thursday. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Th- th- that's kind of you know, or like like we we were recently listening to a lot of like the the new Hope's Fall record. Um, it was it's a great record. It's mm-hmm. you know it's got a lot of that post hardcore feel, but it's like an updated version of that yeah. old sound. Um, so we're we're really looking to get into that. Even like the old Glass Jaw, I thought was really close to that to that mm-hmm. idea too. It was more of like a crossover band, but yeah. uh, but I think that that was like uh, that was the goal, that was the aim. And so because originally everybody's like, well, are we emo or are we metal? And I was like, it was like post hardcore, and they're yeah, like, like what the fuck is so that? Now I now I know they're post, but but, but Eddie. <laughs> Eddie uh, Reyes was super into that because I mean Eddie Eddie was from that that hardcore the New York yeah, hardcore so, scene. So you, give us a quick rundown of your of your bandmates. Who who, who do you got? Well, I mean I mean Eddie Eddie Reyes uh, is the big deal guy mm-hmm. in the band. He he just left. He parted ways with Taking Back Sunday after I think like uh, forever twenty years. It was a long time. He was actually the founding member. If you look at their website, they have him still listed as that. That's as, awesome. As the founding member. Yeah, it's a good band. It's pretty cool. It's a good band. Man. Pretty cool, yeah. He's he's like the the original sad boy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then he so. met you, and then now, now you're sad boys together. Yeah, well, sad crazy boy. You know, <laughs> you know, it, it is a lot of that. I think, um, you know, I think I've met my rival on that one. Yeah, you know, he's like my tragic muse now. Mm-hmm. So I think he's great. I think he's he's brilliant, you know. And uh, you know, obviously, after being in a project like you know a multi platinum project for so long, you know, it's it's making that transition can be tough mm-hmm. um, but I think that he's that he's doing really well with it so far 
Um, it's kind of good too that you. I mean, you you've hit certain points where I mean, you traveled the world. You were a traveling musician. You'd go to Alaska, Detroit. You you're everywhere. You plug you would plug in to different scenarios and help other people out. And now you finally found that niche that I've been telling you to find for a long time. Like you, you have an ability. I always say like rant, like especially when we're drunk and we get the boohoos and the and the hugging. Um, I was like you're and the go- kissing and the kissing. And I said you're get really you're really good at what you do, man. Go for it. And and then when you said hey I think I found it I'm, I'm and I finally got to hear it like I'm so pumped for you like it's, thank you it's awesome and and it's good because now you know coming from taking back Sunday and, and doing that for so long he's he's seen a band grow and he's been to, like up there and now he's starting over so he kind of can probably teach the rest of you of the, that path and what to expect and go through you know you know he, he has his way of doing it which is pretty funny um, he's got a very unique uh, sense of humor mm-hmm and a very unique kind of disposition. I mean, he, he's like a Long Island guy, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so he's very New Yorky, um, like like native New York, you know. Um, and he's he's got a really good sense of humor. But yeah, he, he's he's been kind of. Um, Looking into looking into the different aspects. I mean, he, he gets us in touch with a lot of really cool people, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. But mostly, I think I'm just excited about the cultural influence that he brings to the table. Yeah, I think that the fact that he, he comes from such a such a, a renowned scene, you know, not just not from the Taking Back Sunday thing. Um, I'm I'm more excited about his his hardcore roots. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, I think that I think that that brings a lot to the table, and I think that if we can take that and steer into the post-hardcore kind of realm like you were, t- you and I were talking about. It sounds like we're, we're doing all right with it so far. Yeah, 100%. Thanks. So I mean, hopefully we're going to keep that keep that up and you know, people will keep listening. So how did this band uh, come together? Um, so, so Eddie, you know, when Eddie split ways with, with, the, with Taking Back Sunday, um, Mike Drum, our, the co, co-lead vocalist and guitar player, um, he and Eddie are actually like brother-in-law, no, cousin-in-law, brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. They're brothers-in-law, I think. And uh, and Mike and I had recorded and worked on projects together, and we actually did some stuff up at Putin Bay Island in Lake Erie. Um, at Mr. Ed's, he used to like be the engineer there, but we'd play shows together and stuff too. And he's booked my bands, mm-hmm. and you know, and and, I, and I've had him through this area as drummer versus emulator when he was working with okay. Drake. Yeah. yeah, I remember that show. That was a good. That was a good time. Thanks. Yeah, he 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 replaced the. Um, so wait, Justin, the guy drumming from Drummer vs. Emulator is... So, so no, the guy from Drummer vs. Emulator, the drummer, the original one was John... From uh, Red John Jum- Wilkes from, from Ju- Red Jumpsuit. Red yeah. Jumpsuit Apparatus. There we go. Yeah. Is it John Wilkes Booth? Yeah. It was he has John the Wilkes same Booth. name as the guy that killed Lincoln, right? Uh, uh, Wilkes Booth was... Yes. So yes. He was, it, was, it was just John Wilkes. We'll just say John Wilkes Booth. It sounds cooler. So Yeah, but I think I called him John Wilkes Booth because he was an asshole. It might have been that, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, because he came and, and nobody liked him anywhere. I I didn't see the show with him. I seen it with the fantastic other. drummer, but I, I just I think that maybe he was having like a, a rough time. Um, like he was adjusting because Red Red Jumpsuit 
was at one point they were doing very well, and then I think I think they're still. I mean, they're still doing their thing. I mean, I, I don't know if they're making the money they were making then, but I'm sure that they're still out there. It's, just, it's tough know. for rock music now. I mean, the whole everything now is 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 hip hop, rap, and pop. I mean, music in general is just yeah. tough. I mean, if you think if you think that rock bands have it tough, look at these these uh, up and coming pop artists. These guys mm-hmm. aren't getting paid shit. But I mean, the top yeah. the Billboard charts, you could definitely see they're leaning towards that pop. I, I, I hate doing the whole "woe is me" like rock yeah. and roll thing. You know, it's like you know, I, I know that's like a big thing for like the mm-hmm. like the rock and roll aficionados. You know, like Dave Grohl and all yeah. that shit. Like you know, oh, you know, people don't like rock, but I don't like to cry victim about that shit. It's tough. I, I, I think mean, I think I think that if if we had a more competitive um, approach, and I think that if we were more aggressive, uh, if we had more aggressive uh, artists or projects, it would it would be a better genre. You know, mm-hmm. and that's it. Just it just comes down to who's leading the way. Yeah. You know, and you've got you've got some pretty awesome innovators in. Just double check that to make sure it's in the pop and and hip hop cultures. I mean, I mean, I mean, still to this day, hip hop is 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 building the model for self promotion. Yeah. You know, I mean, these I guys mean, are doing it without even record labels. They they just, was, they're just, I mean, they come out of SoundCloud. Macklemore, you know, that guy, that guy. I've seen him live. He's amazing. I don't, I don't even fucking like his his songs. I, 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 you know, here's the thing. I like the the thrift store song. Oh, of course, that's that's, that's great. That's, that was, that, that's what we used to do. We would go to the thrift store, find an outfit, and go out and do, go to a show. My thing. <laughs> I like I like to dress up like Doug Stanhope, like yeah. Leisure Suit Larry. You leave you leave um, you leave smelling like mothballs and old men. <laughs> Absolutely, I, it's, 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 I've, I've grown accustomed to the scent. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just a matter of who's innovating the market. Yeah. I think you know, and th- and that's really where it happens. Also, you know, culture is cyclical. You know, so I mean, you notice we went through that whole '80s r- revival thing recently. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's trying to be fucking Kurt Cobain. You know, uh, you know, like you got you know Post Malone's out there covering Nirvana songs and shit. He covers know? everything. That guy's insane. I like Post Malone. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do. Yeah, and, but that's what I'm saying. So 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 culturally, things are pretty cyclical in that way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're coming up. To to you know, we're probably going to see another vintage revival soon, where people are starting to dress with fucking bell bottoms again. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's always happening. You yeah, know, it, so, it changes out. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like to cry for rock and roll. I mean, rock and roll's been doing just fine. I think you have to. You, have, <laughs> you definitely have to look for it. It's something you have to look for. You can't like if you turn on any social media, any any music platform, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and you click music. The first, I would say, the first 100 videos you're going to see are going to be pop and, and hip hop. That's just that's just what that's what people are going. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can just see the, the difference in plays on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, Spotify. And, and, and like I said, like a band can come out and drop a new album, and everyone's like, oh, okay. But like, let Drake come out with a new album, the, right. like the world stops. <laughs> like, <gasps> did you hear the new Drake? No, I'm not a really big uh, Drake guy. I'm not either. But I'm just saying, just marketing wise, it just gets. I, th- I think that like I think I like that um, that one song. Oh, what the fuck was that? I like that one that you to best you to you to best. I don't know why I just thought that was. Funny. I, think, I think there was the one that was like kind of cool. It was like pretty gangster, but but then I, but then uh, but then you just see the dude. He's just like the softest looking dude you've ever seen. You know, like cats are awesome. He looks like he drinks those like little little huggy things, like those little you know, like the you know what I'm talking about the hugs. Yeah, the hug. I you know, yeah, the little barrel. Like I feel like he has one of those with lunch every day. You know what I mean? Like like every time he like unpacks his sandwich, you know, he has like a huggy next to it, and he like and he cries, <laughs> and he cries a little bit, and he says. Remember that time when we were ten and we hugged you cool? Why don't That's usually that's what we, it, it, they say. It's like crying the shower music. That's Drake, dude. It's like that dude is crying more than us emo kids. I I promise he's, you that. He's emo rap, dude. He is totally. 
Listen, emo rap and is girls, actually a thing now. And, and girls eat it up. Like when people hear Drake cry, they're like, "I could fix you, but like I love Drake. I can, I can, I just want to hug him. I want to hold you. Yeah, and your money. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Drake. No, I think I think that I finally turned on on my opinions of, of Drake like fully. Um, I'm very open-minded to all music. I can listen to anything. Country's, I, country's I, still tough for me, but I can listen to anything. It makes me laugh. Um, so, so I think that I turned on Drake. Did you ever see that Die Ant Word animation they did? No. Did you guys ever hear of Die Ant? D, D yeah. Ant Word is called D Ant Word. D Ant Word, right? yeah. D Ant Word. I, I don't. I don't try and say it like like I'm from Africa because I'm not from Africa. I'm, <laughs> I'm a northeastern coal person. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like you know what? It's Die Ant Word. It's yeah. what it's spelled like, and you know this is that's fine. I'm okay is my with that. Cr- just double check real quick. Is the Christmas tree still standing up? I just realized oh, kittens and Christmas trees. Oh, that was that that noise. I know, no, I just definitely re- not. I don't know what well, the headphones. Killed. That was the headphones. That was the noise. I love how this podcast has just been like we're just doing it. I don't know, this, the, like all the other interviews so far, you know, they were very, uh, very formal, very formal and very serious topics, and like there was stuff going on, and, and this is kind of just like we're just talking. I like it. It's funny. Anyway, yeah, there's kittens running around. It's this is fun. Uh, this is exactly what I thought it was going to be with us. Um, <laughs> So the band gets together. You guys, you guys got the thing going on. Um, have you done any live shows or anything yet? I know you did like a few shows. No. So so we we scheduled a tour, but then we had to cancel due to uh, inclement the, weather the conditions. Hurricanes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we had to cancel that. Uh, that was that was a more extensive uh, line of dates, and I think that was scheduled around like some kind of like emo night idea for trying to fill you in. It, it was just, uh, you know, kind of uh, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was just real, like it was real, like here it is, you know, <laughs> like, come get your, you know, emo. <laughs> and I, I just, I wasn't sure if I was, I was super into it. And plus, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't like the idea of hinging everything on, on one member, you mm-hmm. know, um, even though he is a really significant player, I, we, nobody was really comfortable with that. And I don't yeah. think Eddie was comfortable with that. No, nobody was really comfortable with that. Yeah. You're, you're coming in as, as a group, like. Uh, and like I said, like the guitar. I, a cool thing about this band too, it, listening to the tracks is it's not like turn up Eddie, like turn him up, and then it, it's it's it, it's nice. Like you know when like another like when they when someone leaves a the band, they join another band. They're like, oh, yeah. this guy's gonna be in it, like, and they feature that. Person. Well, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot of that that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm all about holding out like a like a golden fucking goose if if it's gonna sell records. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But, Look it. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought we made jokes. If he dies, we'll actually prop him up on a stick and just like roll him out on stage. Mm, yeah, like uh, like a weekend at Bernie's yeah, kind of thing. You know, put some shades on him and look real nice. <laughs> but no, the the songs flow very nice. They sound really nice. I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, then you have um, another project kind of going on um, with with Bishop. Oh yeah, yeah. And Todak's actually involved in that now too. Really? Yeah, yeah. We got Nick Todak in on that. So that. That is how did this come about? Because I I can't even describe where, how to how to pigeonhole this one. Because it to me it's just entertainment. I mean, it's funny. Bishop and I have always worked well together when it came to you know joking around and and you know and just 
just you know just working on music in general mm-hmm. you know now granted we have our projects I mean obviously he's he's very committed to the to Crowbot yeah, it's just kind of like when you get together you do something it's like our musical mistress yeah you know? um, and it's whole, it's it's good thanks it's thank good you. did you did you get to listen to the whole record yet I have not listened to the whole record I just heard I think two or swine three, yeah three or four yeah I heard that one um, no I just call, I called you a swine oh yeah um, <laughs> I sent you the EPK yeah I didn't get to listen to everything I've been so much everything going on but um, the I'm, I'm just the the fuck myself to death that one is 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 my personal favorite still. yes um, I, think, I think it's because it's uh, that song is about Marcy's dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you ever tell you the story? No. About that? So so we were we were drinking a lot at this time. <laughs> Shocker. I think we were we had just gotten back from playing that house show in Alaska, the house gig that I was doing. So I took Marcy up there and it was um tripod. And you know, and everybody you know, everybody loved her. She's she's a fucking rock star. Um and uh we came back and you know, we were still kind of like winding down from our like month long bender. And uh, and she wakes me up out of a dead ass sleep from like sleeping in like a pile of clothes and you know dirty laundry, and she she wakes me up and she goes, Randy, wake up! I had a, I had a dream and I go, what's up? What's up? I'm like half half eyes open and she goes, she goes, I had a dream. I met my clone and I was like, oh really? And she's like, yeah. And then I fucked it and I was like, oh, really? And she said, yeah. But then it died. <laughs> And he made a song about it. And I was like, so what you're telling me is that you fucked yourself to death. And she said, yeah, I guess so. And then we went back to sleep. But I remembered it really well um, for some reason. The music video is awesome to it. Thank you. That's Mike Danger, man. I I was just about to say. So I actually, I mean, I met Mike before. Um, I actually had talked to him a little bit. He's he's doing some some emerging Pottsville talent right there. He is. He uh, he, and he's same thing with the camaraderie and working and helping each other. Camaraderie. Um, camaraderie. He's uh, he he did uh, he he videotaped. He was busy that day, so he did a he videotaped and shot some stuff with uh, the boys upstairs, and then he was going to help Terry, and then he was going to like it's Black Friday. There was bands everywhere. Yeah, who do you think commissioned him? <laughs> yeah, but um, but no, I know I I I sound boastful. That's a little yeah, little bit of but he's there, he's but. doing like, his editing is good. He's he's good. He's he's you know he had a, he had something for his his project and his band. He just texted you. No, no, no. This is uh, it's a cute girl. Oh, it's a cute girl. Um, it's a cute girl text. Cute, cute. Um, so anyway, so his he was in a band. The band was good. I liked it. Um, his band, I guess, are no longer together. I don't know the whole story. And instead of he just kind of found another niche and he's rolling with it. And he's good. He's really good at what he does. Um, oh, with danger. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if, if if music is really like his his primary calling. I think mm-hmm. I think that he's always kind of reserved himself for the video and video editing. Yeah. And I think he's got a great niche there. I, I don't he does. know. You know. I mean, granted, he's a competent uh, stage stage man. You mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's not people love him as an entertainer. I just think I think his heart. The girls is, like him. He's a good. He's, he's good. He's good with the girls. He's good with the girl. The, girl, with the girls. They like to look at him. He's a good looking dude. He's yeah, he's he's got that sad boy millennial yeah. thing going yep, 100%. on you know he's got that shit going down you know <laughs> um he's a predator in disguise he actually man. uh we talked a little bit he might actually come on and he might come on and sit down and talk too oh today not today but sometime down the road yeah, yeah. you should totally have him on he's, he's 
really interesting, dude. He's um, real fun. Yeah, and then he did the video. Um, is that one called Sloth? Okay, no, it's Slob. Yeah, Slob, Slob. It's the same idea, but yeah. the actual. The, you know what? We Bishop and I we bought that house in Tremont. Mm-hmm. Tremont, I like Tremont. It. It's, it's French. <laughs> um, it's Tremont. Don't church it up, boy. It's dirt. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear Tay. That's, that's I love that. Uh, scene. Yeah, they're awesome. So, uh, so yeah, there's they're, they're little studio rats. So, <laughs> so yeah, little groupies. Um, this one's got like a personality. It actually, comes to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. That's what the kittens are here for. They're here for pleasant distraction. Um, so I've got all I've got stories all the time. So, so uh, slob was the guy that owned the house before us in in Tremont. So we bought this house and it was like it was super gross inside. Like it had like shit. Like in boxes, not and like actual shit. Just there, there was human feces <laughs> in boxes. In like boxes, there was like electrical was run outside the walls. Um, it was, it was, it was quite literally a fucking nightmare, you know. Um, and uh, and so we 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 got this house through my brother's company. He does you know tax foreclosures, uh, renovations, and sales and stuff like that. He's this, you know stuff so 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 bishop and kira moving back from austin texas um which i'm so happy they're back yeah same here they're 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 great i I, it bums me out when people leave um even though i leave all the time all the time (laughs) um so they uh so they they needed a place to live and so i said hey i've got this property sitting there and it's probably gonna end up you know like getting condemned if i keep leaving it like this so they they came and, and we all renovated it together and uh so that's where they you did lived. a great job it's a beautiful house thank you very much they did a really good job thank you so they shot the music video and that you guys right. channeled the inner so, slob so slob was this biker that was from that town his name was robin lucas we found out but everybody called him even in his obituary it said slob so in his obituary and i mean he was like a, he was a business owner I mean, the guy owned like bars and businesses and but he, now you know, everyone knows he put human feces in boxes in <laughs> well i don't know i think that was like a renter after okay, him. okay so it wasn't the slob so it wasn't, but but the story, you know, <laughs> the embellishment is better that way. I don't want to dishonor this. This is all memory. allegedly. Right. I don't want to dishonor this guy's memory that bad, you know. But, but I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy had the name Slob. So I mean, anything's possible. I don't really know how he earned this nickname, but we thought it was just fucking hilarious yeah. that 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 Slob was this middle-aged biker that you know that haunts our home. <laughs> um, so so we so we decided to write a song about for him, and and, and that's tribute. kind of the whole thing with me, oh boy. Like, so I have friends who come up with you know they, they, they brainstorm funny stories and they come up with really funny things or skits in their head or how would, would this be funny if this happened and they're working on a project now where they're just they're putting those sketches to life they're making them they're shooting like little comedy sketches of, of cool. their thing cool. yeah who's that uh, they're called it's, right now it's called Frack Street but I don't know how far along they are We I helped them with one video they're, Frack I, Street they're, they're literally they're, they shoot it right over here such a cold town yeah. thing um, but they do they do really funny videos it's cold people got they're no not reason yeah they're not fully out yet but they're working on it but you guys are kind of the 
music version of that where you guys have a funny experience and you're like let's put it to us let's just make lyrics to it and they're it, it's it's good like I said they're funny stories but it's done musically and it's done very well because you're both phenomenal musicians thanks so Thank it's, it's, it's good stuff phenomenal so, yet but I mean we're working on it I mean you're, you're definitely not a slouch when it comes to a front man and Bishop is a beast on guitar so it, I mean thank you and it, it works it works really well and yeah, I, we have a lot of room to, to grow I don't want to give anybody the impression that yes you know, everyone that, that has room to grow but that's just you know, my opinion so if you don't like it and you don't like my opinion fuck you and fuck your opinions yeah, yeah F all yes we'll make a male boy <laughs> song about it yeah. Um, but yeah so so you Slip got not, Slipknot already took care of that one I think people equal shit and they, every, every single song is just hating like, people fuck you yeah when I saw them at Ozfest um, I went to Ozfest fucking judge me um, when <laughs> I, I saw them when I saw them at Ozfest and I was there to see Mudvayne okay <laughs> They were on the B stage. Um, <laughs> I thought it was super cool that I was mosh pitting to Mudvayne back then. Um, <laughs> that's okay. So they were they were a cool band. So um, so Slipknot, I saw them and like every other word. And there's like I, I'm looking next to me and there's like you know I'm like 13. These other kids next to me are like 12. Yeah. I'm like looking at these kids and this guy's like, "What's up, you motherfuckers?" <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and he's just like throwing his water bottles at girls and he's you know. I love, there's something about it. I was like, this is how they do it in Iowa, huh? Yeah. This is pretty, pretty they, interesting. Uh, they actually, fun story about them, they went on Howard Stern, and um, they were no longer required. They never came back, because I think the guitarist... Uh, you like shit in a bucket and left it in Howard Stern studio. And if you listen to Howard Stern, he's a germaphobe. Don't like any of that. Um, and Slipknot just came in and just wrecked the joint. But then years later, what's his name becomes best friends with Steel Panther, and they're like they're like best friends. Like that's hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's funny how how stuff grows. But yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of good stuff that you're doing musically. Um, Thank you. I, and I'm I'm definitely excited. I'm pumped for it. Um, I'm glad we talked about you know, helping other people out and and stuff like that as well. Well, um, on that note, you said you have a friend who's doing something coming up very soon. Oh, yeah. So my friend Venus um, is started is doing what's called a crowd rise mm-hmm. on Tuesday. I don't know if you guys know. Tuesday's like the biggest charity day of the year, I believe. Um, I don't know a lot because I don't, I don't usually get involved with charity. <laughs> I'm a pretty selfish uh, asshole. I want to, but then it comes time and I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, we're 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 like early 30s, you know, fuck everybody. So, but Venus is really hot, and this this cause is actually really cool. So I'm gonna go ahead and and push it on you guys right now. Um, this is, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I love Venus. She's yeah. great. She's great. So they're in LA right now, and this cause is great. They're um they're actually on Skid Row. They're Feeding the homeless um, with with healthy food, with natural food. So they're actually they're not giving them like McDonald's processed slop, right? They're not just like buying. No, I, I watched a video where a guy took a whole bunch of Happy Meals and brought them, which is still cool. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah, food whatever. is food. Yeah, like, they're not like, oh, excuse me, I'm rocks. And I, shit. Right. I'm homeless, but I'm vegan. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're getting there now. <laughs> like, oh, McDonald's, no, 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 no. got any crack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch my figure. Oh my god. It's terrible. One time, one time, uh, I, I had this um, a friend of mine came to visit me in New York, and she's very naive. She came from like the Midwest or whatever, and uh, there was this, you know, there was a homeless guy, a homeless man that, you know, would would you know would beg for you know money at the the train stop, 
and you know New York you just get so immune to it that you just like you just don't even pay attention they just go away and it's kind of terrible it's mm. very numb to say that but I mean whatever it's life so so she she's super naive and she's super sweet and she's like a beauty queen from the Midwest you know she has money um, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure she was. She wasn't like well to do, but she was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I think her family did well. You know, it was like a farmer family. They're very, you know, really just really good people. Yeah. Um, so she immediately was just inclined to like offer him something, and she wouldn't offer money. You know, um, but she had a half of like a, a, a deli sandwich that she offered to give him. She's like, here, listen, I didn't take any bites out of this. This is the other half of the sandwich. I'll give you this if you want it. And the guy was like. Fuck you talking about fuck you and he starts getting he got mad that he offered her a sandwich i was like i was like honey honey he wants crack and i was like get, and i was like get the fuck out of here you know what i'm saying like, get the fuck out because i mean i mean that's the thing that's what you know it's so it's trouble but this is this is a cause where, where they're they're going out there and, and they're actually promoting um healthy lifestyle choices mm-hmm. for, for for the people in la and i think that la just has such a such an overwhelming uh, hopeless epidemia going on there. Well, the, the, a lot of the problems with Skid Row, I, I don't know how much of it is now, but I mean, at one point in time, our, we had where our mental health facilities literally were shut down, and everyone who was in them were asked to leave. And either if they didn't be, if they didn't go to jail, they went and lived on the street. And that's kind of where they are with Skid Row now. Like it's just people who they do have drug addictions, but there's just some people out there with with uh, people that aren't addicted to drugs at all, and they're just they have mental health issues. Mental health. Then you have people that, um, you know, that the cost of living is just so high in Los mm-hmm. Angeles that you have people that just genuinely can't afford to live I, I know a lot of the people who are probably going to watch this one day are going to be like, oh, this guy. But, you know, everything else gets super expensive. But nothing, the money that comes to you from your hard day on, on, on work doesn't go to you. Like, how you expect people to live, you know, especially if you live, like, we're, we're kind of fortunate in this area because, you know, everything's kind of cheap. But if you live anywhere near a big city. Well, well here, here's the thing. The cost of living is low here, but the standard of living is low. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a place like LA, it's just a larger wealth gap difference. It's funny because they talk about economic equilibrium out there, and it's like a lot of a lot of you know liberal banter um, mm-hmm. about you, know, which is fine. Liberal, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it, it's just it's just there's a lot of banter about about you know democratic socialism, but they've got some of the biggest wealth gaps in the country there. You yeah. Know? So and, that, and that's what, what and they're not doing anything to help them. No, no, they're just they're, like well, well, we, we should all be equal. Well, well, yeah. F you, crackhead. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah. So I mean, so so you've got but your friends you, going against you've that. You've got people yeah. doing that, right? And so, so you have people um, like Venus and and this organization. Instead of talking, and she's doing it right. And so they have a crowd rise. Let me see here. So for over two years, it's called Lunch on Me. Is is what it's called, and it's been they, for over two years. They've been consistently distributing organic food throughout Skid Row, Los Angeles' most vulnerable community. So that's like, I guess they have the worst the worst problems there. I'm, I don't know a lot about the demographics. I watched I watched the documentary on Skid Row. It's it's scary. So, so, but, so, but there's so also people who live on Skid Row who like there's a guy who walks up down the street and cleans it. Like he knows he's stuck there, but he takes care of where he lives. So, so the founder of of this organization, she actually went and she lived on Skid Row. She just did a video for this, and she lived on Skid Row for like 40 days. 
And this is online? And this is, I think that they're getting ready to post it up soon. So if you I'm guys have a chance. I'm super definitely watch. I love stuff like that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the, the organization's called Lunch on Me. And I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to title it something similar. But keep your eyes out for that because it's really cool. Send me all the links and we'll put it in the description. I'll definitely, I'll definitely get you more, get you the links mm-hmm. for this. Thank you very much. So we're going to end on, on, on one quick note. I'm probably, I'm going to open the door for this, but it's probably going to drag us out a little bit. So I like, I like funny stories and I want to end it on a little light note because I know the last couple podcasts you know they they, they were funny we, had, we we snuck humor here and there but uh, a couple weeks ago Randy was home we'll say home he was here and we decided that we were going to um, leave the bar we were at and go and get beers and go back to our friend Steve's house <laughs> I thought I forgot it wasn't even you that I was with he was, yeah he was in rough shape that day um, I tried to fight a bunch of bikers yeah he tried to fight a bunch of bikers those guys were douchebags yeah, um, it was. <laughs> and I, I was at the juice bag. I, let's yeah. be, let's so I was we were in a bar, and this entire let's say we'll call them their chapter. We're all hanging out, and Randy just tried to fight all of them. It was crazy. He didn't try to fight. He just he was definitely throwing his insults very loudly and didn't care. Um, so we leave there and we go to a beer store. Why they didn't vandalize my car? Like like what kind of like what kind of bikers are they? I, I thought they'd have like a guy with a you chain. Did, or you something. didn't have your car there to vandalize. Analyze. It would have been my car because you got in my car with me. No, no, I had I actually had Bishop's Jeep at that point. Um, Not at the bar. No, it was parked in the parking lot. I didn't drive it. Oh, you couldn't drive anything. Oh, uh, yeah, you were yeah. you were rough. But anyway, okay. so we leave there and we're like, let's go and get more beers and go back to Steve's house. So <laughs> we <laughs> we walk into this. Grocery store, beer place. It was Piccadilly. You Piccadilly. Um, like, it's like the gambling. If you're not from the scoop, that's it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's your one stop shop. That you can get groceries, you can get beer, you probably get drugs outside, and you can also gamble. Is that where you get drugs in Pottsville? Probably. I, I mean, so we <laughs> we walk in and drugs and we see before we even walk in, there's a huge sign for natural ice beer, and you can get eight cans. Like the tall boys. It wasn't natty ice. It was it was some fuck. It was beast. I think or something. No, it was natural ice. Was it natural yes. ice? Beast would have been an improvement. Um, no. It was it was natural ice, and they were eight forty ounce cans for eight bucks. <laughs> so Randy goes, let's let's get let's I'll, I'll, let's just get a bunch. So I'm carrying eight beers. Randy's carrying eight beers. I start putting them on the counter, and this little ladies watching me do it and Randy who is not in his own mind he's on a different planet starts trying to do the same and drops a beer it explodes just explodes she was pissed <laughs> so she's telling Randy to step away from the beer and Randy picks it up like oh, no I got it and he's just <laughs> he hits her in the face like the, it's spraying out of the can and he picks it up <laughs> he literally this poor old lady looked like she just wanted the Daytona 500 and they just she just got a beer bath and Randy's soaking her with beer she loses it she's like I'm not effing serving you but you know you know who did serve me the owner of the place <laughs> yeah a very nice Indian gentleman came yeah. out and, and he was like go get another beer nice and, because he hates us I think. yeah, he, yeah. He, he was he was like get another beer and then get your stuff and, and get going but Randy's like no no we're not gonna get another beer we broke two I think two of them we broke no I broke one 
one. It one. Was one broken beer. But we beer. paid for the broken. I wish like, I broke more than one. They were disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy ended up paying for his broken beer instead of getting the free one or whatever. But anyway, he was really, really nice. But it was a it was so funny. Just watching this poor little old lady get sprayed in the face with natural ice and Randy's just like fumbling a can and then dropped it again. It literally soaked the entire store. What, what an insult to the little old lady. I actually kind of feel bad because she's like, she tried to draw the line in the sand, right? Like, that's yeah. enough. I'm not serving you. This is this is outrageous. And then her boss is like, get back in the, yeah. get the mop, Karen. I'll serve <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, don't ever turn down a customer. You yeah. know? It's like, oh, that guy was like the terminator of like yeah. capitalism. And, and he was, and, and, and we were really, and he, was, he was very nice to us. We apologized. I mean, we didn't maliciously go in there and spike a beer can on the floor. We were just two idiots trying to buy beer. But yeah, uh, it, was, it was very, very funny. No, I mean, yeah, she she was obviously having a shitty day. Yeah, and, she, and once we walked in the door, she's like, not, she, she already knew who we were coming in. We just took a piss on her shitty day, and yeah. that's what we did. That, yeah. That was, so we, like, her day was already, like, shit stains on the side of the toilet, and we were like the pee that you shoot at <laughs> to try and get it <laughs> to off. To get it off, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, before we wrap up here, do you have anything else you want to plug, talk about? Give you have anyone you want to shout out? Um... I want to give a shout out to my nuts. Oh my God, TRL. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Um, Cue up this song. No, yeah. So uh, if if you guys have a chance, you know, and, and we're in your town with Fate's Got a Driver, we're gonna be going on tour soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to check us out, come Not see, yet. come see my band. That's good, right there. Um, and uh, we have that record out now. That's that's been released on all the major platforms. So please buy our shit. Yeah. Um. And like I said, this is this is you know our my third third interview. I, I really appreciate you coming in and help me get my thing up and going here. I'm trying. You know. Um, I I want to see this thing get crazy. I, if you ever need a hand, I'd love to help you get guests. Anything I can yeah, do. Yeah. That's that's uh, pretty much the thing. I'm I'm trying to get to the point now where I think if more people see and I I I think I'm getting a, a steady stream of what's going on and people are giving me good feedback. Feedback and you know I, I worked a lot. I worked hard to get here, and I'm, I'm trying to bring good people involved and 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 get and do other stuff. So we have the wrestling show, we have the mixed martial arts show. We're doing the pop culture sh- channel, the show debut of the pop culture show uh, this Thursday, which is going to be cool. Um, but I think if more people start seeing the interviews and see that they're not just have to be about something traumatic and just be funny, something going on your local business, you have something going on, you want to come plug anything, uh, you're more than welcome to come in and, and sit down I'm, and talk. I'm sure, I'm sure you get more discerning as time goes on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, and it's just and, and, and hopefully in the summer we have other cool stuff where we can just you know bring it to you and stuff like that but it's been a, it's fun like I, I mean just from personal experience I, I, I needed a hobby I needed something to do with myself and this is this is what I'm trying to do now so I, I look forward to it um, thank you once again buddy I, 